0: Welcome to Coconut Oil Stardust and Dope Vibes This is your resident fairy godmother, Tamara Angela And um, it's Sunday, March 6th I told you guys that <clears throat> I'm going to be recording more um, And that was confirmed yesterday by a sermon that I was listening to Which was talking about using your voice Speaking up more And how that correlates with walking more in your gifts more openly so here we are i wanted to record this episode because I, part of what i was doing before was um writing the downloads that i get i was writing them on medium.com and um recording them there but i mean written is a good medium is a good way to get the word out but a lot of people don't take the time to read anything that has more than like a snappy caption right now um because we're inundated with so much and I think we're overstimulated so I figured why not put this on the podcast so you know I've been doing some studying and really kind of getting into knowledge that currently exists. Um, I mentioned bell hooks before um, on the last episode about reclaiming your power. I mentioned the sibyls and a lot of their prophecy that has been um, erased as best as possible. And, you know, Going back, there is an episode that I recorded called The Age of Aquarius, um, and it talks about where we're going, and I'm constantly talking about where we're going, and I think I get a little bit more into why I talk about where we're going every time I do a podcast episode. Where we are currently... It makes a difference, but we don't live here indefinitely. And we have to get to the sense of community, the sense of the village, the sense of someone else matters except for me, besides me, right? We're not here on this solitary existence, And we have to do what we can to prepare for who's coming after us and what they will inherit. We have to be aware of what we're giving them, what we're allowing them to inherit. And we're not really giving them too much. Planet is damaged, overrun, resources are running dry. Attitudes just are pessimistic And very superficial and surface level And we're we're not thinking about that When it comes to what we really need to give And you know When I looked at 2022 Actually when I looked at this whole decade I said in a past episode um, I really need to start getting these episodes transcribed So I can remember which episode is which Because a lot of what I do is um, channeling And so I don't necessarily have these things written down Um, But I said in a past episode How this decade So from 2020 to 2030 is going to be pivotal and life-changing not only for those of us who are living it but for those who come after it's like a lot of the stuff that we take the time and have the presence of mind to set up can be really helpful for those who come after us or it can be completely detrimental like we absolutely can destroy things that are necessary for those who come after us and we don't we don't need to do that we need to be aware that we have that capability and we don't need to do that and so you know i look at a lot of times people ask me well what what's coming up what you know they want some key buzzword they want me to do some type of prophecy and say oh my gosh may 2021 here comes this you know this virus and then all of a sudden here's the virus and they're like oh yes because they can recognize what i said and that's not how that works for me a lot of times what i see <laughs> Excuse me, there's a there's a huge pivot and I continue to say it in 2025. There's a huge, huge shift um, and we are massively shuffling towards that shift. And it can we, we have the ability to make this shift work really well for us or <laughs> it can spiral us into some really damaging things. Um, but what we're experiencing now just. For instance, with everything happening in the Ukraine, we there are some of us who have the ability towards sight. Seers, oracles, um, we have the ability towards sight. Pro- you know, prophets, that kind of thing. And the human mind sees this and says, whoops, World War III. It's not that simple what i actually see happening is something um very holocaust like and i use the word holocaust because in all of my education about the holocaust pause education i will say this i'm a black girl who was raised in baltimore And we had a lot of Jewish friends and uh, Judaism, the Jewish faith and religion uh, is very parallel in our culture in Baltimore. So we learn a lot about the Jewish faith, the Jewish religion and how that affects our Jewish counterparts. And so learning about Jewish holidays, the Holocaust, um, a lot of those events. Um, like that was commonplace. And so, um, everything, so play, um, everything that I, I've been educated on as far as the Holocaust is concerned, there was this sense of extermination. It's like, I need to target and get rid of, and I want to very much use the word extermination for what i see because we're always talking about spiritual warfare and how we're living that very much right now this isn't new to live spiritual warfare let me say that so we're living this spiritual warfare right now and um there's this sense of one side and i don't want to say good and evil because this isn't a disney movie this isn't like you know we have this evil wicked witch and then we have the good fairy like it's not like that it's a it's a little bit more abstract than that i will say this entities and energies People, they have their assignments and they've chosen to do what they do where those assignments are concerned. And some are carrying out those assignments very well, <laughs> very well. Um, there are things occurring consistently under the radar. In plain view And I want you to look at the way that I phrase that Under the radar and in plain view And I phrase it like that Because a lot of this stuff has been in plain view for a very long time But you've been And I say you You as us, we, the collective Has been taught to be dumbed down quiet hush you see stuff be quiet you don't really see that that's not what you you don't see that that's not what you see you've been system like intelligence has been removed knowledge sits right in your face and and you won't use it i talk about this all the time the ability towards knowledge Sits right in a human's face at our fingertips. We've developed devices where we can have information at lightning speed and several options for the information. And you still won't go for it. We have people, scholars, prophets, Oracles, seers, enlightened ones. I like enlightened ones. We have enlightened ones who have come before us, this current generation, and have told us that we were going to get to this point. Told us what it would look like and given us the keys to either get out of this or not be here now. And and we we just won't use the keys to un- to unlock the door and walk through. Some of us do, but the rest of us just refuse, and that that's mind boggling to me. That there are these commonplace, superficial. Surface conversations that lead absolutely nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. And we have the understanding of the etymology of it like we know where it comes from and i never really see people create solutions i just see people wanting to go back and forth and keep beating the dead horse and keep talking about it keep picking the scab so they can continue to feel and then calling that pain scholarly we're not getting anywhere We haven't moved anywhere. We've we've not gone anywhere. And that's unfortunate because knowledge sits at our fingertips. And the powers that be that are working for a specific side, they're banking on that. They're banking on the fact that in your DNA, as women, you will continue to forget that you were the power that walked and that walked and was praised and worshiped. They want you to continue to forget that. And they want other women to continue to be a tool for women who walk in their power. They want the, they want the, they want it to be so divisive. This divisiveness is, is constantly killing us from moving forward. The powers that be want, you know, a certain group of women to continue to divide and say, you know, let me talk down about this woman who's okay with wearing blue hair because, you know, I wasn't taught that it was okay to express myself wearing blue hair. I was taught that that looks ghetto or that means that she's a certain type of person. So instead of saying and I said this on another podcast instead of saying, you know what? that's you. And I look, that's cool that you wear blue hair. I, I can never see myself wearing blue hair because I keep myself in a box because that's what it is. Or I don't feel comfortable wearing blue hair, but that's really cool that you feel comfortable wearing blue hair. What happens is there becomes an attack. When in reality, the woman that wears blue hair lives in a sense of freedom and the other woman doesn't understand that sense of freedom. So what does she do? She attacks it. Where did she learn that from? She learned that from the powers that be that institutes that instituted a patriarchal uh, response to women specifically in power. And so they taught these other women, well, you know what? Wearing the blue hair is not, mm -mm, we don't do that. And, And the women who were scared to wear blue hair jumped on board. And so everybody's jumping on who? The people who live in their freedom. The people who actually listen and are guided intuitively, right? Because that freedom looks scary. And my God, if you have knowledge and freedom, I can't control you. Let's talk about in the black community, this whole colorism conversation that has us consistently in a chokehold. When do we get to create solutions for that? Like, why are we in such a divisive chokehold? that we can't get out of it. That brown skin girls consistently, like these wounds keep getting reopened. I don't think they ever closed, really. And so you have this conversation where it's like, and I'm light skinned, I'm about as light as they come, about as light as they come. And I look at my sisters and I say, you know what, light skin privilege exists somewhere. I don't know that I've necessarily been the recipient of it because I feel like if I had light skin privilege, I'd be way further somewhere else in the stratosphere. And I'm not. I've never had anything handed me or based on that privilege and right now me saying that is pissing somebody off and I really in this space I don't care because this is the thing we have to get through this and we have to understand how to get through this you know shit happened and it was not good there was no way it wasn't good but you know what the reality is You were either getting your ass kicked in the field or you were getting raped in the house. Was one better than the other? No, because we were all in the same fucking boat. All of us, same fucking boat. Was it a privilege to be light skinned and be in the house and have the master beat you and rape you and force you to have his kids? That was privilege that's a warped way of thinking that's a really fucking warped way of thinking and the carryover from that is in 2022 oh this actress gets this job because she's light skin you know these things in Hollywood exist for sure for sure but we're at this point where we blame everything on complexion. And then it gets divisive if you don't agree. Where, where does that, where does the conversation come in where we start to heal from that? Because consistently having the same linear ass conversation is not healing. It's like there's no healing. How do we progress forward? So at some point we can come together. And not keep jabbing one another because of a skin color that you had no choice in. Because see, then we're pissed at white people for jabbing us for a skin color that we had no choice in. And then somebody's going to sit here and say that there's no parallel there. Ignorance keeps us in a chokehold divisiveness keeps us in a chokehold and it has us so blinded that we can't see the bigger picture we over here infighting on some shit that is god 300 400 500 years old either we fix it or we need to shut the hell up because there are bigger things way bigger things that are at play here and we're missing it we're missing it people are about to be extinguished. And the only thing you can think to say when you watch the Ukraine is, "Oh, I can't pray for the Ukraine because there are black folks at the border that didn't get through." Meanwhile, there's a whole goddamn holocaust boiling. The Ukraine situation that we are seeing loudly, largely is a symptom of a larger thing that has been boiling. This ain't new. It didn't just pop up like some boil. This stuff been going on. But when you don't want to, education you don't want insight because you like fighting about the small stuff that you keep fighting about this is how people get extinguished this is how ideas get extinguished this is how this is how the feminine spirit women got extinguished over centuries vanquished over centuries because people were so small-minded they fought over little small things that only affected them in their personal agenda and i keep telling y'all your personal agendas don't mean shit there is a bigger thing at hand here and we keep being handed these opportunities to come forth for the for the collective and we keep failing and I know the things that I just mentioned highly affect the black community, but it also affects the collective. Because guess, guess who can keep extinguishing us while we sit over here and infight? Meanwhile, especially as Americans, meanwhile, there's all these things that are happening um, across the world that we're missing we're missing these huge things that are happening across the world for only being able to look at things that look like us what kind of vision do you have when you can only see things that look like you you're missing a lot because humanity requires that we see across the board humanity Requires that we see a lot. It, humanity requires that we see souls. It requires that we see souls. The skin color, ethnicity. I'll say ethnicity because I mean, you could be Spanish <coughs> or Latino, excuse me, and have different skin colors. You could be. You know, you could look like you're black, but be Panamanian. There's all kinds of stuff, right? So I'm going to say complexion, skin color, race, ethnicity. These things matter in the scope of how we label and identify ourselves. And at some point, we're going to get to a point where we can label and identify ourselves and other people not be offended by that. Because, see, that's another divisive thing it's another divisive thing if you want to use pronouns you know where we are going this whole pronoun conversation somebody's about to get mad i don't care cuz i'm a just i'm gonna keep telling y'all what i see and eventually when we get there as we get there y'all going to know what i'm saying i don't really care right now if you don't get it but this whole pronoun conversation is more divisiveness if you want to use pronouns to label who you are do that by all means but it doesn't mean that if someone else doesn't care to that you have to chop them down or force them into what works for you it's not how this whole thing is supposed to work it's not how that's supposed to go and so we continue to do these things that are divisive that are essentially distractions and smoke screens from the larger things that are going on and then wait Russia invaded the Ukraine wow well when did that how did that occur and then I like I don't watch the news because it's I can't watch the news and then I see something about the US doing some bombing in Africa and people are like well well, y'all worried about that? Yeah, that's important. But the U.S. also bombed Africa somewhere. You know, like we have these reports and there are people <clears throat> who have the ability to watch and, and look at all of these things and see all of these things. Meanwhile, other folks are over here infighting and being divisive. Where are we going with that? Like, how has that helped? How's that helped? How's that helped to be divisive with your fellow man it hasn't really because then when we really need to come together and help one another and either the help is not genuine or you're not doing it at all and that becomes problematic in and of itself because if there aren't spaces where We feel compelled to actually pull together against and decide who a common enemy is. We're going to have problems. Everybody has their own personal enemy, Well, I don't like this person. I don't like this person. Personal agendas. And I know right now, as I talk about what the age of Aquarius looks like. I know that sounds cheesy, impossible, unrealistic, I know it does. But if you educate yourself, if you go back and actually read documentation of the way things were before, you would see that it's possible because it existed. We've kind of been there already. The age of Aquarius that we are going to is actually, it actually has the capability of being much more enlightened. um, Much more harmonious. Much more powerful than what we lived before. It, it actually has the ability to propel us towards a state of bliss. It really does. But I think we're so used to fighting, stress, struggle, that every time it looks like we make a step ahead towards that bliss, you're like, that's not real. Where are we going? And you you turn right on back to the bullshit. Cause that's all, you know, part of what our jobs are as enlightened ones is to tell you that something else exists and you need to strive for that. We're going to keep talking. I hope more of us are talking. We're going to keep talking until it feels comfortable, until it feels commonplace, until people start listening More and more. And it starts to really settle into spirit. That is possible. To really get to this place. Of bliss. Are there going to be people there who are naysayers? A few of them will trickle through. But I think our job is now. Even with those of us who are scribes. I think our job is to record all of this that we're going through so we don't go back so we say oh no we've already lived that shitty existence we don't need to go back to that because this is what this looked like this is what we had enter shitty existence we can come back to bliss that's where we're supposed to be that's what our descendants are supposed to inherit a sense of bliss, a sense of peace, a sense of harmony. But it's hard because a lot of people don't know what happiness looks like. And so it's so ingrained to fight. And let me tell you something. What I'm talking about isn't masculine energy. Let's get that shit out of the way. What I'm talking about isn't masculine energy. And I'm not going to say masculine energy is negative because it's not. Masculine energy helps you to get shit done. So no, we're not fighting against masculine energy and then saying only the feminine can exist because we need a sense of peace. No, because the reality is a lot of your goddesses would whip your ass. That ain't peace. That's war. There were warrior goddesses that would kick ass. That light fire under your ass, so we need that. We need that balance. What we don't need is is, is shifts of out of balance in power. And what happened is men did that. Men, the patriarchal piece. Men did that. Does that mean that we need to sit and hate men? No, because that's a whole nother story. You can't hate men and then say we're trying to bring this to bliss. That's hypocritical. No, it's not what we're doing. We have to have a love for one another but I know that that concept is hard because everybody (laughs) spends so much time angry waking up every day let me figure out a way to be angry oh look everybody's posting about this today let me post so I can have you know algorithms and likes I'm gonna post the same thing and then you think that you got thought leaders because somebody's posting a question that already has an answer And they're just posting for algorithms and likes. It's not intelligence. You're posting for algorithms and likes. And, you know, if anybody starts arguing on your page, that means that you got visibility. Why are we here in that space? Like, how does that propel us forward? It doesn't. So what are things that move us forward? Knowledge. Knowledge, simply knowledge and love. People aren't going to want to hear that because they want it to be something deeper than that. And it's not knowledge and love propel us forward, period. You have to be a seeker of knowledge. You know why you don't find these documents? Because you're not open to knowledge. You're not really open to learning something new. You like what you know, because what you know keeps you embroiled. It keeps you angry. It keeps you upset. And that's your baseline. That's where you live. You don't want anything to change that because that's become (laughs) that's become your personality. Maybe you get paid off of being angry. Maybe you get paid off of being contrary. So, of course, you wouldn't spread any knowledge to the to to the opposite. Of course, you wouldn't. You might know the knowledge, but you're not going to spread it. Because <clears throat> you get paid, excuse me, to, to be angry, to be frustrated. When you live in that baseline of anger and frustration, when you experience something other than that, it feels foreign. It doesn't feel authentic. And a lot of times you reject it. So this is how we get those ideas of rejecting another Experience. This is how we get those ideas that, you know, even going back to this complexion conversation that I know is had in more than just the black community. But when we have these conversations, people don't want to hear somebody else's experience to the contrary. It's like, nope, this is what it is. And we're going to stay right here. Well staying where we are Is not a space of moving forward How do we move out of that How do we move to a space where we actually Love our sister And say you know what We both were in the trenches Shit We both were in the trenches Nobody was safe Nobody was good Everybody Everybody was in the same position and there were some people who said fuck that and i'm out and they tried some people got out some people took some folks with them some people died along the way trying to get out there was some people that was like i ain't a frontline fighter like that and that's cool and they stayed and they did what they did and they survived and they lived Either way, the experience is the experience and people chose what they chose. Y'all are still choosing today. Still choosing based off of that mindset. It's a fight for your life. We're not fighting per se in the same way for the same thing. But we're still fighting. And a lot more of our fighting is based on fighting each other. And I'm not sure if we realize that once we realize that we're doing a lot of fighting each other, some of this stuff can change. Once we realize the divisive nature of probably 80% of our conversation, it can change. It can change. But what happens is (laughs) it's just commonplace for everybody to copy and paste and have the same conversation every day. And so nothing changes because people are having the same conversation every day. And stuff isn't changing. Do you want it to change? And if you are open to it changing, who are you listening to on a regular basis? Do you listen to people who evoke change? Or do you listen to people who have linear conversations? Because there's a difference. I want us to start moving towards that state of bliss because it exists. We have something huge here. It's not even on the horizon, it's here. And the only way to get through this is if we learn how to pull together. Like I say, I'm using the word Holocaust because it reminds me of extinguishing and extinction. And because that's what's coming to mind. There's another space of extinction happening And we had that happen before, commonplace, where we extinguished the goddess archetype. And it's here again to keep us quiet, browbeaten, ignorant, infighting, and divisive. And it's been able to do that for eons now. We need a shift in power. And that shift in power is going to come when enough of us who are enlightened speak out consistently and plant the seeds of what that enlightened space looks like. So people can know that there's an alternative (laughs) to the existence we're living now. Um, And... When our Neptune and Aries generation comes through and is prepared to fight in a way as warriors that our Neptune and Scorpio generation did before us. Tell me your thoughts. Um, I'll be back with other downloads as they continue to come. I'm going to record them on podcasts. But I'll also record them written. I want documentation both ways. Through both mediums. Let me know your thoughts. You can message me on Twitter. Love Fairy Magic. Or through email. 3LLoveLightLucid At gmail.com I know as I continue to Post these podcasts. They're going to rub people the wrong way. I love y'all and I'm going to still keep talking. This has been Coconut Oil Stardust and Dope Vibes with your resident fairy godmother, Tamara Angelo.